in all of time, in all of history, man has never created one single living cell. Yet your body does that millions to billions of times a day. That's where I put my face. So I try to encourage people. I want them to know that, listen, that there's a doctor 24 seven on the clock making chemicals, making hormones, detoxing you. So yeah, compared to the smartest person you know or the greatest doctor you think, I'm just saying that level of intelligence is laughable compared to the wisdom that is in you right now, animating you so you can even hear me say this. If I can help you understand the magnificence of the body that God gave you, your fear of disease drops significantly. Your fear of a fever drops significantly because you realize that you're designed to heal. So I'm Dr. Ben Rawl. Welcome to Design to Heal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Designed to Heal. You're gonna love. Um, you're gonna love today's episode. Uh, I'm gonna love today's episode, and then <laughs> hopefully you'll love it too. It's kind of a special one for us. Um, we always try to bring great guests and high caliber guests, so we absolutely have that today. Uh, and our our podcast, right? We're a faith based wellness podcast, and so today we have like the ultimate marriage of those two things happening with our guest. In addition to that, uh, our guest today has a special spot in 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 my you know history, my family. He uh, he's kind of grew up in the state that I'm from, and then he made it big time in the NFL, and he went to the same college as my wife and my brother-in-law, and played football actually with my brother-in-law, but. He went on to have a career in the NFL. So our guest today is Brian Schwartz. Now then, now here it's also interesting for a lot of listeners in Florida. Of course, you know Brian as the middle linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, many of you have followed his career. Matter of fact, my my family has kind of followed him. When you come from South Dakota, we don't have a lot of guys that make it big time, and so when they do, we kind of follow their careers. And so I've always been a fan of uh, of Brian Schwartz. And so welcome to the show today, Brian. Uh, ben, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. It's a privilege. And yeah, I agree, man. South Dakota, you know, once somebody breaks out, gets through that ceiling, you gotta, you gotta follow them. That's for sure. Right. It's Mike Miller, Brian Schwartz, yeah. you know, we just go with it. That's funny. So, well, so will you do this a favor? I know we, we, everybody knows the, you know, the Jacksonville years and the linebacker years, but there's a little, you know, there's a before to that. Will you tell us about where you grew up and a little bit of your years at Augustana where you played with my brother-in-law and, uh, and then we'll just kind of, we'll just dive into kind of some, some, you know, some of the health and wellness, just what that looked like being a professional football player, but then also some of the, you know, the other half of your life, which has been pretty interesting. So go ahead tell us about yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I grew up on a little dairy farm in South Dakota, man. It was, (laughs) um, (laughs) that's tough work. You know, your job, you can never leave. You can never go on vacation. So I watched, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a hardworking, gritty family. I had a mom who struggled with her health. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a home where health was a, a thing that dominated you know, the childhood and in sometimes a negative way, she had massive heart problems, two open heart surgeries. And, and so then on top of that, you throw, you know, just the dairy industry, it was a small family farm. And my dad was one of the hardest workers is the hardest worker on the planet. And so my older brother, I had an older sister, we all got to witness firsthand the power of of just work and grit and grind. And now on, on the other side of that, um, you know, when you're hauling, you know, carrying five gallon buckets full of feed, I quickly was like, okay, this is great for a physical workout, but I don't think I want to make a career out of this. So it, mm. it, it led me to go and I got to get out of here. <laughs> um, sometimes in the wrong way, you know, when you're young, mm. you, you just, you think you want to try to escape, but in reality, I grew up in a great area. It must uh, be hard. It must be hard work, Brian. When 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 the weight when that's too hard. So you think middle linebacker NFL would be a break <laughs> from milking cows? I think that gives us the was. proper perspective. I'll just take it easy and be a middle linebacker. That's what exactly, exactly. Physically, it might not be as great, but but mentally and emotionally, and and honestly, great family and great area. Uh, but, but on top of that, there was some stuff that happened along the way, some abuse some different things, not with my immediate family, but some things that happened with, uh, in some instances that really, you know, formed my identity at some level, uh, shame and guilt and pain. And, uh, those things though, became a fuel for me and athletics became this escape. And that was my way out, man. My older brother was a great athlete. And so we competed together. He was a senior when I was a freshman, we got to play basketball together. 
he went on to play college basketball at Dakota State. Sure. And um, I got recruited by Augustana. Oh. Our head football coach came and visited our little dairy farm with another gentleman named Mel Klein, who now is my father-in-law. So oh. uh, you look back, I look back, and I see God's hand all over it at the time. I had no clue about who God was. But when I look back, like even Mel coming on that trip, well, he goes back and starts promoting me to his daughter. Are they in Sioux Falls? Are they from Sioux Falls? Yes, they're from Sioux Falls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mel, Mel for a long time, he coached. He was the head basketball coach there in the 70s. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, I didn't know that was your wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Diane is his daughter. Well, he starts promoting me to his daughter going, man, when you get to Augustana, honey, there's going to be great young men. Now, I'd obviously fooled him. Is this legal? But... Is this a recruiting method? Are you? Is this? Is there an NCAA violation here? <laughs> there probably was, but Division <laughs> two, who cares? Nah. It, it, it doesn't matter. So yeah, so I got out. My idea was I'm going to get out. I'm going to I'm going to go. I had three the big city, South, yeah, okay. big city, and I, my little hometown was 250 people. We yeah. lived, lived out in the country. And uh, Brookings, South Dakota State had offered me, uh, USD had offered me in Vermillion. And then Augie offered me, and I went and visited the campus, and I just knew it was the right fit. It was a smaller environment, about 1,800 students, I think, at the time. Uh, I would have opportunity to play. You know, my whole thing was football at that time, and I could get an education paid for. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, yeah, let's go for it. That's kind of been my story, Ben, is just – when opportunities come, there's already a built-in yes, usually. And so I just said yes, did it. And, you know, by the grace of God, it, it worked out in, uh, in a wonderful way because I got thrown into the fire right away as a young freshman. Got to play, got to play right away. Okay. okay. Got to play right away. A red shirt in one year, I went in, you know, uh, 205, came out after that red shirt about 250. Mm-hmm. So I got after it in the weight room started learning about taking care of my body and developing in that front. And then just had success. We played on some decent teams. We were in a good conference at the division two level and uh, everything just kind of lined up going into my senior year. I had an off season workout with a scout who represented 14 NFL teams. Mm -hmm. And I I was out of my head that day, Ben. I'm not going to lie. I I had a great workout, Mm -hmm. had a great 40 time, did well on the, the, the uh, Wonderlick test, you know, the mental test. And I come out of that moment not realizing that this guy graded me the highest grade middle linebacker in all divisions. Wow. And so that put were me you on off the radar. The, I mean, I know, you know you were on the radar with us locally. I mean, it's my hometown, right? So we know about yeah. you, and it was great, and you guys were having good years, and so we're following that. Of course, my wife's brother's playing on that some of those years. So we're know, we know what's going on. But were you on the national radar a little bit? I mean, you, I know you, you had obviously you were successful, but D2, sometimes that's difficult. Yeah. Um, or what was that like? Were you, and were you, I mean, so were you and your wife together already? Had, had that happened? Yeah, so she, this was crazy. So her dad had been talking me up. I didn't know her from anybody. We look back, though, we were, even in our senior year in high school, both of us were up for, she was up for Miss Basketball, was up for Mr. Basketball. Both of us did all-star games in the same cities at the same time, never had met each other. Well, I get to campus for fall camp, first fall camp that I arrived there, and uh, we were in a dorm room. And at that time I was a partier. Okay. And so we were actually cracking open some beers and doing yeah. some stupid stuff in the <laughs> dorm. Well, she knew one of my buddies that was on the football team. Well, she comes, she's the, literally the first gal I met on campus. I let her and her girlfriends in the door of our dorm because hmm. they were locked. Hmm. And so we, it was the first time we met. And then Halfway through that year, we started dating, and, and okay. we dated all through college. Yeah. Wow. So so this happens, this moment, which is interesting. I don't want to maybe over-talk it, but there is, when you can look, a lot of times it's hindsight, right? You look back on your life and you go, wow, you know, that one visit to your 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 farm with the coaches or getting after mm-hmm. holding the door for your wife or showing up at a combine or in a workout and yeah. you know not really i think sometimes if we knew how big the moment was it'd freak us out we probably wouldn't perform but you just <laughs> got to go do it right you just see what see what happens and go for it and uh, so that was yeah. a game changer moment for you you that was it that was a big deal i'm imagining when that happens yeah okay. so there's there's 
like you said, there's these looking back. Yeah. You can see the hand of God in it. Now at that time I wasn't serving God. I, but, but the moments that you just described from my father-in-law showing up at my, my house, me getting in a scholarship to the college, meeting my wife, like opening that door up, um, get, saying yes. Honestly, it's, it's, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the ability just to go when something pops up, say yes, because that's the beginning of the exploration. Right. And that's the beginning of, of the opportunity. And so I also got invited to the combine. Okay. Well, say, I'm going to say, yes, mm-hmm. I got invited to play in the senior bowl, even though it was messing up our marriage date, say mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Did you think at this time, are you thinking up until your senior year, Brian, were you thinking at all? Maybe I could play in the NFL or were you thinking you were going to get out and do something else? I was, I thought I was going to be a chiropractor. Oh, no, no way. Major. That's yeah, so crazy. So yeah. Well, yeah. so, wow, this gets even crazier. So you could be I a chiropractor. Know, yeah. I okay. wanted, because there was a great family in my hometown, the Carr family. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Family of chiropractors and I had pretty good sized hands. So I was like, man, <laughs> maybe I could use these things for something good. Uh, but, I knew um, you were a good guy. Now it's all making sense. On, Here we exactly. go. All right. Okay. Chiropractors <laughs> are some of my favorite people <laughs> on the go. planet. There we go. Yeah. It's all about alignment. There you know? go. Here we and go. That's funny. So, so yeah, I am. Um, so you're a pre-med or pre-bio kind of thing. At, at I all was you? a bio major and, um, go, like I said, after that workout, my, after my junior year, going into my senior year, that's when I was like, okay, this could actually be okay. more than just a dream. This could be a reality because he put me on the radar when he graded me that high, it brought in every NFL team to the little Augustana college, mm-hmm. um, to, to watch practices, sure. come to my games. And it was, a. I tell you what, you want to talk about the pressure that mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I help people a lot now with how to reframe pressure. But the pressure of that time really formed me because I had to perform under the scrutiny of people that kind of hold your destiny in their hands. Can't miss a tackle, get that sack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I had to learn how to process pressure and see pressure as an ally instead of an opponent. And, and, And so that led to some amazing opportunities. I had to perform at the Combine. I had to perform at the Senior Bowl because I'm a small college dude. Mm-hmm. So these guys are going, can he hold up yeah. with, with these Division I uh, athletes that played at some really amazing schools? And, and I did. Okay. I excelled. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had great uh, moments all on the way. And then fast forward to draft day, another one of these defining moments that change your life. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. And that was always kind of a mystery to me. But draft day for me was like that because I got a call that was going to change my life. And it was Tom Coughlin. And he calls me and he says, Schwartz, you ready to be our middle linebacker? And I always, I always share, like, can you imagine if I'd have said, you know what, coach, thanks for the offer but I'm going to explore other options. You know, I mean, be, no, you'd never do that, but that's yeah. the difference between being called right and chosen is, mm-hmm. is say, you say yes. It's, 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 you say yes. And when I did, my wife and I, we were newly married. We packed up our little one bedroom dumpy apartment and we flew down to Jacksonville, Florida, a city we had never been to. We were expecting palm trees and we, all we saw was a bunch of pine trees mm. So it was a, it was a unique experience, whole new culture, whole new world for us. But again, it was the start of a a new adventure. That's kind of been our ride is like not being afraid of, you know, that kind of that pioneering Mm. mindset Mm. and just step out and risk. So at this time, so then it's because very few of us have had, have had that experience, right? Not many of us listen to this probably gotten, gotten drafted. So now it's, it's the big, it's the big dance you're playing, you know, and of course, you know, a pretty intense position, it's middle linebacker. So do you, what's this NFL world like? Are you intimidated? Are you an all in guy? Are you freaking out? Are you, I mean, you're newly married, you're out of, you know, you go from little city to Sioux Falls. Now we're, now we're Jacksonville and we're in Florida. I remember when we moved here about 13 years ago, same thing, just getting our bearings took us a while. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so what, what was that a good season of your life? Were you a mess? What was going on? It was a phenomenal season on all the, um, like the scoreboard of success, the scoreboard of money. You know, when you look at certain scoreboards, it was like 
radically successful time okay. because I got drafted in the second round. I now had money. I had power. I had privilege. I had prestige. I had an awesome wife who loved me. She was now pregnant with our first baby. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the intensity of pressure that comes with the NFL it comes in every career, but the NFL is a, is a pressure cooker because the whole goal is win at all costs. And you're now the commodity, mm. right? So I'm a commodity and you have to perform to prove back to them that they made the right choice. Mm. And so it, it developed both a, an anxiety, but also a capacity. So, you know, that's kind of the double-edged sword for me was internally, I was pretty broken. I'll be straight up with mm. you, Ben. I was, I was a mess. I, um, I could handle the pressure in the moment at the facility, but when I would get home, the pressure that was brewing in me would come out. And so the areas that should have mattered most to me were the areas that um, I was having the most trouble in because I, I didn't, I wasn't equipped. I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know I was scared about being a dad. Mm. And so I just, I, I could handle the on field and football pressure, but throw the life pressure into it. Something had to give, something had to break. So I had incredible success my rookie year. I led us in, I had 169 tackles. Wow. I just killed it yeah, wow. and made all rookie That's teams. That's pretty rare, and, right? To come in as a rookie yeah. linebacker and yeah, be able to compete like that. Yeah, yeah. It is. So for me, you asked the question, was that intimidating? I think it's like anything in life. If you're, if you're, if you're willing to risk and you step into that, you learn to grow in your capacity. Like, you know, we've got seven children. I've, we've, we've learned how to develop the capacity. You're a high volume guy. <laughs> high volume. Now you don't, you don't look at it while you're going through it, but it was just the willingness to endure, endure pain, endure pressure and more than endure it, learn how to partner with it. Um, back then though, my whole paradigm of partnering with that was not, was not a healthy one. It, it was dysfunctional because anger, frustration, rage, mm-hmm. although it was effective at my position, didn't work well in real life with the relationships that mattered most. So I kind of had this collision course after my, my rookie season. So I was able to handle the pressure. I adjusted to it. I adapted to it. I grew in my capacity to endure it. But at the end of my rookie season, we played our last game of that season. I came into our locker room, and it was right around Christmas time. We'd just beaten Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, and Belichick was the coach at that time for them. And he just he just got uh, let go from the old Patriots. So yeah, it's just to give you uh, just to give a, how long ago that was, right? Because we know how long he coached exactly. there. So that gives exactly. us an <laughs> a long time ago. Let's not go there, Ben. I already feel old. <laughs> So it, it's so I come in and I sit in front of my locker and I, I'm kind of paralyzed. And the thing that kept coming to me is like, man, is this it? I, I was I was confronted with I've got everything, everything the world but, tells you. I got the yeah, power, I got money, I got the wife, I got the yeah, you I know, got, I'm on TV, I, I can see my highlights, whatever. Big guy, Absolutely. okay, yeah, it's every dream, right? And and yet. I still felt lonely. I mm. felt anxious. Mm. I, I struggled with depression, mm. um, uh, even some suicidal thoughts at wow. times. And it, it's that's kind of a, a terrifying feeling when you've got it all, but you know you've got you really got nothing to mm. give mm. in the areas that matter most. And and so you know, by the goodness of God, um, fast forward to May of 1996. Are, are you good going here? You, yeah. you want to talk about yeah, this? Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, um, please. Man. Because do you want is, to? If you're cool, I'm cool. Well, of course I do, man. And, and and just like draft day for me, it was one of those moments where somebody saw something in you that maybe you couldn't fully see in yourself. And you know, Coughlin and the Jaguars saw something in me that I just couldn't probably fully process. Well, they they called me. They picked me. They chose me. Well. Fast forward to 1996 uh, in May, uh, I was out on the golf course with my wife, Diane, who is 
is due at any moment with our first baby. And I didn't realize, man, but she'd been praying some crazy prayers. She was um, brought up in a great family, uh, Catholic faith, and Mel and Carol, her parents, are, are phenomenally stable and then she inherited me, who's like a tornado, you know. <laughs> and so, and so um, I won't ask if your father-in-law regretted that he used, you know, <laughs> used you as bait. I don't know how my father-in-law. I don't want him to answer that question either. You know, is, 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 is he, what am I when I brought into the family? I'm a little bit of a tornado too. You know, I'm a crazy chiropractor, so that can bring things up yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. But uh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, okay, you're right. I think I think looking at it now, he's. He, he sees it, but maybe at different times mm. it was probably difficult. But but she, we're out golfing together, man. I had a Wilson glove deal, so they would always send me new clubs, and I was trying out some new clubs, and and I, I lost it on the course, man. I just mm. melted down on like hole six and just made a scene. It was embarrassing to, mm. to, to her and me, and she uh, ends up going home oh. and locks herself in the bathroom. Oh, wow. And, and she, she, she's crying and I'm, I'm probably yelling and she goes, I'm not coming out unless you go to Bible study with me tonight at uh, Mark Brunel's house, Mark and Stacy there. He was our quarterback. Sure. And I think I cursed her out, honestly, Yeah. Uh, wow. because I didn't think, you know, yeah. you know, I, I didn't think there was, I knew there was something wrong, but I couldn't admit it. And, and finally, you know, I, I broke down to get out of the doghouse and I mm. said, all right, I'll go because, because Mark, uh, a little story about Mark, Mark, um, was an interesting dude to me because he had peace, same world. He had a, he had a family that he loved. You could just tell there was something that marked him that was stable. It was so different than what I was, uh, living in my own brain and my own emotions. And he befriended me, honestly, a rookie year. And so I knew Mark, he was, he was a friend. He was friendly. I knew he was a Christian. I just didn't know what that meant. Um, I didn't understand that whole thing. I just thought he had a weird taste in music <laughs> and, and, uh, to be honest with you. So I just was like, okay, man, we'll have our own headphones. This is old school. So you all had your little headphones, right? But <laughs> exactly. you, you did. Yeah. You could, what was coming out of his was different than your, that's funny. Totally different, man. And so, um, we, we end up going over this Bible study and on the way over, I'm internally terrified. Cause I have no idea what a Bible study is. I don't know what they do there. Mm. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. I just knew internally. I felt like if there's one guy God hates, um, it's me. Mm. Now, no one would have known that on the outside. You know what I mean? I, I just internally, I, I had done many things that I'm not proud of. And I was ashamed of, I'd hurt people. I'd done things. I had, had stuff in my past in my childhood that I had not reconciled or processed. And, and so it was kind of a culmination of that moment going, man, I, I don't know, but I'm going to take a shot here. And we pull up to the Bible study and what's nuts, all the guys I ran and partied with, okay. um, they all showed up hmm. that night. And so they were, you were all, all surprised my, to see each other. <laughs> we all were. Uh, so what we all found out is that each of our wives at some level had manipulated each one of us <laughs> to come to the thank, Bible study. Thank God for wives. Oh man. <laughs> no doubt. Okay. Oh man. So, so we're, we're, so what's cool about that is these are all my guys, hmm. you know, this was my posse. And so we all went to the same study at the same, none of us had done that before. And, they had flown a guy in from Texas, a preacher and uh, right in Mark's living room, this guy begins to talk about Jesus and what got me, um, you probably encountered people like this along the way was it seemed like he really knew him, Mm. you know, like when he was talking about him, it wasn't like theory. Mm. I could just tell I'm a, I'm an authentic guy and I try to pick out, authenticity in people. And I, I don't like being, yeah, you know, yeah. messed with. I don't like the fake. I hate, I hate the artificial. I don't know if it's because of mid- Midwest, but I just, I'm the same way. And I think people appreciate yeah. about me. I hope if I want to be that for others, but I just, I'm man, I'm with you. Like if I smell BS, I'm kind of out of there, you know, yeah. uh, even when people say, Oh yeah, I'm not really into religion. I'm like, man, I ain't into religion. I hate religion. Don't talk. I'm talking about yeah. relationship. Right. But yeah, absolutely. I don't want to talk about Jesus. I want to, you know, like, like this guy over here in the corner. Right. 
right? Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So no, I, I hear you. I had I didn't have that yeah. experience, but yeah. So so you're sitting there. So you're hearing this guy for the I, first time, and you're I'm going like something's this. up. I'm, yeah. I'm going. I don't understand it fully. And then when he started, you know, he started talking through some scripture, and I didn't even know any scripture. But then when he started to talk about Jesus and and how he he didn't just come for me he came as as one of us and he he lived as one of us he died as one of us he he was buried as one of us and he began to just unpack the simplicity that's Christ um and it just awakened something in me called hope i mean it mm. it, it stirred up hope in me meaning i was confronted with my dysfunction and my you know, the term we use is sin, but you know, sin is just that, you know, just like in life or football, you're just missing the mark. The game plan calls for something and I wasn't hitting it by any means. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I felt something crazy because in the past, when I, when that got tapped into, I'd usually feel really useless or condemned or unfit. Mm -hmm. But when he was talking about Jesus, it was almost as if Jesus was attracted to that in the sense of, it's exactly who he came um, to set free. And, and that is what changed it for me. I'm like, okay, this has to be true because every other part of my life is performance. Hmm. And, and now uh, my eating was performance oriented. My, my lifting was performance. My, my income was performance based. And then this guy's telling me your performance can't even your best performance Hmm doesn't bring anything that makes you righteous. And, and, and I was like, okay, this is unique because my whole world is perform or you're cut. Mm. And, and so when he started talking plainly about it, it made sense to me. I'm like, this has to be true because how do I get rid of my guilt? How do I get rid of my shame? Drinking wasn't working. Partying wasn't working. Uh, escaping mm. to my career wasn't working. And he finished up his little message and he goes, if you want Jesus, uh, stand to your feet. And I've always been a breakthrough risk guy. So I just stood up, man. <laughs> and the whole room stood up. Wow. Uh, all of us and our wives, we all got radically wow. um, right with God that night. Uh, whatever wow. term you yeah. want to use, save, sure. born again. I didn't understand any of those terms, but... Something was different. The lights came on, man. Um, and my prayer was, Lord, this better be real. Because if this isn't real, you know, you know, for me, it's like this, this has to have something attached to it that's mm-hmm. real and powerful because I know my capacity for dysfunction. And <laughs> I needed something stronger than that. And, and you know, I, mm-hmm. nothing overly spiritual happened other than it was probably the first time I'd experienced love without any kind of hook attached to it in peace. And it was settled, dude. I, I walked out that night with my pregnant wife, went home. Somebody, Mark handed me a Bible. She went to bed. She's tired, ready to give birth probably here in a few hours. And I just stayed up till three in the morning reading about Jesus. And I was crying and, con, you know, encountering his love and got water baptized the next day. Wow. Diane went into labor the next day. Two <laughs> days after, we had our first baby. Come on. Wow. And you want to talk about making it real. Wow. And, and he's answered that prayer all on the way. I, I, it's It's got to be real, man. Yeah. You know, just like just like what you do. Yeah. When, when somebody comes in and puts themselves on that table mm. and, and you do your thing, sure. it's just got to be something that brings an effect. Right. You know, Brian, I say this all the time because, you know, as chiropractors, sometimes we're outsiders, right? We're the quacks, you know, the whole stuff, right? Just being outside of the traditional kind of model. And, and I always, I've said this many times. I said, listen, the only, well, first two things, first of all, nobody would come to me if it doesn't work. Right. And then also I wouldn't do this if it didn't work like every day. I mean, I have my own level of integrity. Like I, if it wouldn't be fun to work on people and nobody gets better, that would be, I'm, that's not fun for anybody. Um, yeah, but I, exactly. the same thing when it comes to, you know, and even in, in one of my, part of my, 
really, I mean, I was, like you said, use whatever term you want to use. I was a little bit younger. I was 13 when I, w- when I was saved, but then I walked away from the faith and I did all mm-hmm. the best I could to, to run. Matter of fact, I think some of my friends and family that ever listened to po- this podcast, I think they always wonder who's this guy talking sometimes, right? Um, yeah. Cause they remember the other guy. And, um, but then it was actually yeah. in chiropractic school, Brian, where I, mm. we do autopsies, you're not autopsies, but you know, cadaver work, you cut yeah. up a body and, you yeah. and then that's really what brought me to my knees was seeing wow. the divine design, right? I just, I couldn't reconcile uh, it. How is this? It's like you saw your baby be born the next day, right? Yeah, like exactly. that you can't, uh, you can't explain that. How does a baby grow inside a mama and come out and then they feed <laughs> it? And it's, you know, now you have grandkids with this, you know, it's like, what is that? And it's, it's something certainly bigger than me. Um, but it's, but it's also bigger than just this, um, and I'm not putting my preacher hat on here, but it's, it's also sure. bigger than just the universe and stuff, right? There's, 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 yeah. there's, there's a person, right? And, yes. and I wouldn't have any interest in this. Honestly, if, if, if this wasn't a big deal, we would just get on here. Me and you would talk about football and sports and staying healthy. And that's cool too, right? And that's fun. And Absolutely. I don't mind that. Um, but I think the, the real power in your story, the additional part of this journey that you're on, because I don't think this isn't the, you know, uh, let's just all clap our hands at Brian and you're so amazing, yeah. right? And I don't mean that negatively no, to yeah. you, buddy. No, I know. Yeah, but it's like, okay, so, but something happens. There's a, in the scriptures, it talks about, you you know, you're the fruit, right? There needs to be fruit, yeah. right? There needs to be something Absolutely. different. So evidently that happened. That was a few years ago. And, and here we are talking on a podcast about, you know, yeah. the rest of the story. So what is, what was the rest of that story? It was, it was pretty immediate for you. I mean, did you change your ways quickly? It was, was it, yeah. it was instantaneous mm. on the fronts of guilt, shame, mm. all the condemnation. I'm telling you, it was like shackles got released. Uh, 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 the a coat got ripped off of me. That part was supernatural. That was a that real was supernatural. Yeah. That was something that couldn't be lifted myself. I, I had to first get what only he could do, which was forgiven um, released from the captivity and, and the pain and the guilt associated with it, trusting him to simultaneously uh, help those that I had hurt or damaged along the way. Um, I had to offload um, not my responsibility, but my lack of proper response. I had to give that all to him. Um, that, that was immediate. That sense of relief wasn't just, Oh, I feel a little bit better. It was a game changer. Okay. I could now see differently. I could think differently about things, you know, repentance, you know, when that word's used, it's, it's met no, it, it, it means a change of mind in the Greek language, but in the Hebrew language, it means to turn or turn away or to go a different direction. And so, because my mind was now renewed to a, uh, a superior truth that, that uh, his forgiveness was greater than my guilt. Mm. You know, I had to encounter a superior reality mm. and that's when Jesus, he, he came on the scene. He said, repent mm. for the kingdom of God is here. And he wasn't talking about, Hey guys, just think about <laughs> maybe, maybe contemplate, you know, what it's, it's like, consider you ready to be, yeah, he, it's like coffee. He's like, you ready to be my middle linebacker? And it's uh. like, well, yes. Well, then that means you have to rearrange mm. your whole way of thinking in life to fit mm. this superior reality. So that was instantaneous on the desire. Now my habits were filthy and bad. Mm-hmm. And so my mouth wasn't saved all the way. Mm, <laughs> the next day I went and witnessed to my, one of my fellow linebackers. And I think my witness was, you're not going to and believe what happened to me last night. And I began to talk about Jesus, you know, and some people get offended by, you know, behavioral stuff is, is one thing, but, but God, I was, I was now loyal to Jesus. I didn't know him well but I knew I was going to be fiercely loyal to him because of what he did for me. Mm-hmm. And that loyalty is what then provoked me to get help. Okay. I got mentors. I, I knew uh, I needed help to learn how to be a dad, a husband, and to try to do it according to a different way than maybe our world mm-hmm. teaches us. And I was very fortunate to be involved with my, all my best friends got, born again the same night. Yeah. 
So we had instant, we already had family. Now we had instant spiritual family. It's crazy. And so now we had community too. And so this was not a do it yourself, help yourself program. This wasn't a self help program. This was, I had to have stuff done for me that I couldn't do myself. And I always say, I, we don't just need to be improved. We need to be resurrected, hmm. you know, and yeah. I needed to be resurrected from, from this old dead, nasty being to uh, dare to step into the belief that how he saw, saw me now was somebody that was actually um, complete versus a fixer upper. I know that people that, you know, might be listening to this that are, or maybe this is new, new conversation. Of course we talk about this on the show at times, but we're going a little deeper today about it. And you know, some of the scripture literally says that we are, we're new creations, right? Which yeah. sounds kind of like, you know, if you don't know, like, well, what is that? It's like being saved. Even in the scriptures, it talks about like, what do you mean? I got to be born again. I've already been born. It was, somebody even asks yeah. that, right? Like, how do I do that? Yeah. Right. And so we're talking yeah. about here is, is, is something, um, and I say supernatural, and I don't mean that in a, a new agey weird way. Like, even though we're using language here that might be new to some people, um, I know that I experienced something like that myself where I really, I, I lost a taste for certain things that I had before, yeah. right? Now, it's been a process yeah. for me in my life, and um, I'm still far from perfect, but I, I, you're articulating as many of the things that I feel. So if you're listening to this and... Uh, my guess would be because you can't really hear truth, and if if your heart is in a place that it's able to to respond to that, you've it's possible that you've even f- f- as as Brian's been talking, maybe you just feel like there's something there, right? Like I don't even know yeah. if I know what he's talking about totally, but man, if if <laughs> if a guy can save a guy like Brian, I'm teasing, right? But if you know, and that's yeah. all of us, if he can have an encounter like that and and receive. Um, even just what you were talking about from the forgiveness and the healing, of course, we're called to repent, all of these things. But, you know, then then pay attention to that. Like this could be, mm-hmm. this could be, this could be your moment, your day, yeah. you know? Um, and, and, and I don't, and people listen to this, I'll never see, I'll never meet, I'll never know. But I would, I would pray when I talk, I, I talk about this sometimes. If I'm going to talk about healing, I need to talk about the healer, right? That's my perspective yes. as a, as a doctor. Yeah. So I can't do this show and not talk about that. And I, I think I, I owe that to, to, to the listeners. Um, so let me ask you, so this, this, this happens, you, your baby's born, you're still playing. I mean, gosh, that was just your first year, right? So now you're yeah. just in the second yep. season. So you play several years. Um, are you getting now you're, you're, you're learning more. Cause I think you, you make a good point here. Hey, I, you can get radically saved and even really set free. And that can be a breakthrough moment, but that doesn't mean you instantaneously know Jesus. Like nah. you, know, you knew your wife better than you knew Jesus, yeah. you know, at that time, yes. or your best friend or, or a beer bottle Absolutely. or whatever. So Absolutely. what was that process? Sometimes the fancy word is maybe sanctification or something. What was that process like for the next few years for you? It was a process of living in my reality, which was the football world that is, that is programmed to represent the world system, which I, what I mean by that is the desires of the eyes, the desire of the flesh and the, the, des, the, the desire for possessions. Okay. So I was in a, a, a world that was, was in competition with at some level what I just encountered. And so I had to figure out how do I let, how do I get his, whatever word you want to use realm kingdom. How do I get that reality? How does that work in this reality? How does it work in marriage? How does it work in raising kids? How does it work with my teammates? And so for me, the process looked like, yeah, you can use the word sanctification. You can use the word holiness. You mm-hmm. can use, but really what holiness means is distinction or set apart. So how do I take what he did, set me apart, and now I need to figure out to, how do I, first of all, be renewed in the way I think about life from a whole different lens, you know, from a perspective that is is of the the heavenly kingdom realm, I had to like, okay. So what I was very fortunate, I had people that were like, okay, here's how you study the word of God. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it started with the word of God, you know, and Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says the word of God is living and active, that it's actually sharper than a double-edged sword. It's able to pierce to the level of joint and marrow, but it also says to be divide your spirit from your soul, basically. 
And so I learned how the word of God, um, I, I learned how to approach the word of God as if it was living, as if it, if it was active. And so when it would say certain things, even though it sometimes offend me <laughs> and challenge me, I had enough courage, just like with every great coach I had, they would enter. When I went to the Jaguars, they introduced me to a new playbook. Okay. I couldn't still operate from my college playbook. I had to now learn how to operate from a, a new playbook, but the difference was I now had a new operating system. And so now when I'm reading the Bible, because I've got the spirit in me, now, when I'm reading something that's spiritual, it, it, it pings, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that makes sense. That, that fits. Mm. Be, be, if I'd have read the Bible before that, gotcha. it, I wouldn't fit because my operating system was of a whole different system. And now I'm linked up to a different system because, and, and now I had to figure out, okay, what are the elements and what are the supplies that I can go to in the word of God? Uh, somebody taught me how to pray. Uh, somebody taught me about um, confession mm-hmm. and repentance. And basically I started gathering these tools in my life that would help me be better prepared and equipped to try to live his way in this life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's it, even just approaching it, like you said, I mean, even to use, you know, you're, you're an athlete and, and kind of just a, you know, alpha male, let's get her done. It's like, Hey, that's what we're going to yeah. do. Like, I think sometimes we, we can over complicate things and we can even over spiritualize things. And, and yeah. listen, I'm a, I'm a, I love, I love the Holy spirit and I love when just moves of God happen, but we have yeah. responsibility. I talk about this with healing all the time. All right. I said, listen, God does most of the work. He beats your heart. He breathes your lungs. He watches over you while you sleep. He knows the hairs on your head. Make no mistake. It even says that he knows yeah. the number of our days. I'm not under, yeah. I'm not playing that game. I'm simply saying he asks us to do a little bit, right? Steward it a little bit. Pay some attention yes. to what you're putting in it. Move that thing around. Absolutely. Renew our mind. You know, like this, like it's it's not asking us to actually do the heavy lifting. So learning, you know, so again, listening to this, you know, learning to pray, understanding, um, you know, the, the best-selling book of all time, the Bible, and knowing yeah. what it says and stands for and what that means. You don't have to be scared of it. You don't have to be even weird about it. Um, just, just get some of those tools. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with understanding how to confess or, 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 or learning just, you know, and now listen, the book is the, the, the Bible is more than just a, you know, life's instruction book. Like yeah, you hear sometimes exactly. I'm not here to say that these are not principles that you follow so you can have a good life. It's much bigger than that. However, it does offer a lot of very powerful things, especially if you've been off track, you start to see the fruit. You start to see none yeah. of us would argue with honesty and integrity and forgiveness and grace and mercy and love. These are all, and there's other, you know, things that talk about those, but we're talking about from this perspective. So your life is changing. I imagine your wife, she's got to be like kind of on cloud nine. I'm sure you're still, you know, you're having slip ups and things, but she's excited. You're still playing ball now, but are you feeling a tug yeah. now to, to do something? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, and and she was growing. The cool thing is, we both came into the the the, the kingdom of God together, mm. and we were both brand new at some level. She knew more about God, but we were both growing in our our understanding of of not just who He is, but we started to understand whose we were. Mm. Like we were getting our identity reformatted uh, from His perspective, not our own, and so. Man, when that started happening, um, just like you talked about the Word of God, like the Word of God is not—it's not like a playbook that I got from the Jaguars. It, mm. In a sense, it does give instruction. It does show you—you know—in football, it's all about getting lined up right. It's mm. about knowing your assignment, and because if you want to attack in football, if you want to make a play, you better be lined up right, and you better know your assignment. Well, the Bible does help you with alignment. It helps you get your assignment. But at the end of the day, um, it's it's the yielding and surrendering, um, letting him chip away, putting myself in a position of surrender, which is not easy for a high-performing uh, individual, mm-hmm. but to posture myself, like Paul talked about in Romans 12, 1 and 2, he says, you know, to give your body as a living sacrifice, to not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is a daily process of surrender and bringing my body into the place of, 
of his presence and surrender. And, and again, this can sound mystical. This can sound yeah. uh, religious and performance. But, but here's the deal. We, once you're saved or born again, you can't do something to earn that part of it. Mm-hmm. But now that I am new, there's some new things I have to start incorporating into my life. And that requires effort. That requires surrender. That requires some grit. That requires going through tough stuff, just like the rest of the world goes through. But now I'm going through it with somebody. Mm. Um, I'm not on my own. And, and so isn't it funny, Brian, everybody's life is a little, you know, a little different. I I say this and I know, I know everybody, you have different experiences with their relationship with the Lord, but I often say, at least for me, like living the life of a Christian is 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 no joke. It is a heck of an adventure, right? Like it, if you yeah. if you you know, I think back to some of my other times in my life, and I was you know doing some things like 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 it is not boring. I will just tell you, like if you think, oh man, I have so restrictive, or I give this up, or I give that up, or whatever you want to say, but like. Just make no mistake, and especially in these times that we're living in in the world, like it's yeah. it's it's quite an adventure to to be a a Christian in today, and it really, and I mean that because like you're, you're saying, I think for those of us maybe listen that are just like real driven people or like to go after stuff, like make no mistake, there is plenty of that in the kingdom of God. Absolutely, you know, if you like grit and getting after it and challenging yourself, well, welcome yeah. to welcome to a, a heck of a team. So no doubt, and I started getting the tug of going. Mm. I have to help people, okay. man. There's a bunch of people that were in my locker room that were struggling with real stuff. And I started having these experiences where teammates maybe during the daytime would mock a little bit or, mm. you know, chide a little bit, but man, some, some moments when they were broken and struggling in marriage, they'd come to me mm. and go, man, how do you do this? And, and that started opening this door up in my heart to go, okay, I, I think, so while I was still playing, I started to get that tug of, I'm just going to help people. Um, and I'm a simpleton, man. I'm a, I'm a meathead <laughs> theologian, bro. I, I, I don't, it's gotta be simple and it's gotta have impact. Oh, and, and so I just started, um, helping people with their mindsets and helping people develop uh, a disciplines, you know, that skill set of, you know, learning how to set your mind on things above Um, And if they weren't quite there yet with the Lord, that's okay too. I would just start introducing them to a different way of approach, a different way of thinking about situations, a different way of thinking about pain. Um, And and that's kind of led to what I do, whether it's preaching, ministering, a book I wrote, or or coaching and mentoring people. It's helping them uh, get their identity squared away, Mm. develop this mindset of the kingdom. Um, but then also create a skill set, man, like a, a way of doing this that can be consistent, that can be, um, persistent, yeah. that can face any storm that comes. It's real. You, you know, it works in today's, yeah, you, you use it, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it's yeah, not, it works. It, yeah. It's, it's, I was just meeting with uh, a high, high achieving uh, leader today and we were walking through Jesus baptism mm when the father just speaks from heaven, gives him the spirit and, and says, you're my son. Hmm. And, and, and you, you know, what's yeah. crazy about that? You know, it's funny you bring up this and I just, just for I have no idea where this was going to go. But when Jesus is baptized, I just want this for maybe somebody that's listening. It says right after that, it says that that the Holy Spirit yeah. sends him into the wilderness. Wilderness, like yeah. you know, you know. I think sometimes when I thought about it over the years, I used to think you know, like the devil came and got him, right? It was like kidnapped him and took him away for forty <laughs> days. No, he actually he, it was sent there yeah. by the Holy Spirit for forty days, and that's when yeah. he was tested and all these amazing stories yeah, that we was, hear about. He, this. he got sent into training. Ben. Yeah, I mean, he literally goes in. in the, I, I wrote I wrote a book that's coming out in March called Worthy Opponents, and yeah. that's one of the things I highlight is. Uh, Jesus, before he ever went into the the wilderness of training, he went in approved Mm. and he came out proved Mm. like he he went in approved. You're my son. I love you. I delight in you. He got his identity squared away. He had the affection of the father. He had Mm. the affirmation. And then he went in assigned. See, listen, when the spirit leads you somewhere, that's called an assignment. He went into the assignment of, of basically a showdown with the enemy 
and and it was a time of training, development, and equipping. And sometimes we miss the practicality of the seasons of wilderness we go through mm. and, and how sometimes the spirit will intentionally lead you into tough stuff mm. because it does for you what you couldn't do yourself. It puts you in a posture of vulnerability and surrender, but then also it forces you when you're hungry and thirsty, it forces you to have to rely upon what's already in you. Mm. And it starts revealing tests reveal what's in you and tests reveal what's not in you. Mm. Now in Jesus case, he got to the end of 40 days and then it says he was hungry, man, you give me four, <laughs> four hours, dude, I'm already struggling, you know, you're, but, you're still a big boy. You still got to eat. Exactly. You, you might not play football exactly. anymore, but we still got to feed exactly. this thing. But, but it's, it's this whole thing is like, I would rather, would you rather go into the wilderness with the spirit or without? You know, would you rather go in approved or, or would you want or go into it trying to get the approval? Mm. And that's where I think Christians, even people that maybe don't know, know Jesus yet, you're, you're trying to navigate through life, trying to live for approval instead of going, I've already got it. Mm. And so when the devil came to him, the first test he did is he like, if you're really the son, he challenged his identity, then prove it. And Jesus didn't bite, man. Mm. He was like, no, I'm going to finish this course. But then what's cool, he, he comes out of that then, and it says he was armed with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he came out equipped to then go in and impact others. Mm. And, and that's what happened in my life. Honestly, I, I, got, I got detoxed at some level, and then I was released to go in and just try to help other people. And that's what I do now. It's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to just, as we kind of wind down for our listeners, yeah. you know, like, I'm just, and correct me if I say anything wrong here, Brian, but you know, you went on and as pastored and, and then as um, planted mm -hmm. a church, you were in Texas for a while, you were in Colorado for a while, you've got uh, multiple more children, you got a few daughters and several sons and they're some of them are married you had your first grandchild and many of them are athletic themselves you've got some son playing college ball and another one just starting you know so just a lot of victory and i'm sure there's a lot of stories and there's been ups and downs any of us that are parents raising kids we know that's a challenge mm -hmm. and uh happily yep. married and i know that's a daily you know i mean i'm not making yeah. light of that i mean the the enemy hates healthy marriage like he comes after this stuff right i know you have a, a new mm -hmm. assignment that you maybe not talking about yet but some, god's doing some new things with you here you got the book coming out um i say that to say you know i remember when i there was a season when i was taking care of some of the usa wrestling team right mm -hmm. and i remember you know so you've done this too that people think sometimes those high level um you know like that that level pros and and olympics like it, a lot of it is actually downtime, right? You're just, you're in the hotel, yeah. you're hanging out, you're waiting for the events and stuff. And so you just talk, you got a lot of time to talk. And I remember these guys, one time, this one Olympian kind of guy, he said, he said, man, I'm, I don't remember exactly how he said, it. he's like, man, you, I, like, you've got it, you've got it made or something like that. Right. I said, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, I, you're the Olympian. Right. And mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, but I'm 26. And if I don't win a medal or whatever, right. Like yep. I'm done. Like, this is it. This yeah. is my one shot. You have a career, you've got a, you know, whatever, you know, you've got a profession that you can serve in. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do after this. Right. If this yeah. doesn't work out. And so I'm sharing that is I want you to just, we don't have time to talk about the second half sure. of, of Brian's life, but yeah. it's been rich. It's been busy. You're not this, you know, retired NFL guy that just sits on his ranch and, you know, I don't, I don't mean to make fun of that. Yeah. I just mean you're in the game of life, right? You just got inducted yes. into the South Dakota Hall of Fame. We were joking about that off air that, you know, which by the way, congratulations. <laughs> I haven't Thanks. gotten that phone call yet, but, but I'm also a couple years younger than you. So there we go. I can hold exactly. on. But, exactly. um, so, um, and you got a book coming out. So I guess here's, we can end this any way that you want. I guess what I would say first, just before we end it, and at the end, just tell us how they can stay in touch with you, follow you, if you know, if you got any properties like that that you want to stay in touch with. You know, people can follow you and, yeah. and learn what yeah. you're doing and things like that, and find out how to get your book. But I'm putting you on the spot here, Brian. But do you, would you, you know, what would you want to say to our listeners? And we've said a lot today, but right, yeah. people that yeah. are maybe sitting in here listening to this and. Maybe people that knew you knew me, right? When we were a little mm -hmm. making bad decisions and, and doing that. 
you know, do you have kind of a final word or, or you brought this up when you said you had hope in that meeting, yeah. right? Yeah. When you had that encounter with the gentleman and was sharing the gospel. And I mean, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Will you give our listeners some hope and just maybe share from your heart to them and then uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great um, thought, a way to end, but I, I would just say this, yeah. there's, there's no situation whether you think you've got it all figured out um, and you think you're doing well. And, or if you feel like I did that night going in that study, the amazing thing is you look at even the story of the prodigal son, you had one good boy and you had one bad boy mm-hmm. <laughs> and both were trying to find the father. Mm-hmm. One was trying to do it through a lot of effort and, but yet felt like a slave. The other was trying to do it through, you know, just living it up and spending his inheritance however he wanted. And, 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 and one we know and the story came back to the father, came to his senses. The other, we still don't fully know what happened with the older brother, the good boy. But I would say whether you're in either of those categories or in between, there is a father who deeply, deeply, um, not only loves you, but, um, is well pleased with you even if you haven't done one thing and that's a tough thing to grab hold of, but it's this understanding that you can always come home and it's never too late. And it's certainly never too early. And the, the illusion of your enemy is that um, you've either done too many things that you shouldn't have done, or you didn't do things you should have done. And the illusion is that it's impossible to find your way back. And here's the good news, man. We got a dad and a father that lives outside of time and space. And so what we would view as time wasted, he doesn't care. He just lives in the present. And you can at any moment, at any time, do what I did, do what you did, Ben, and just you can call upon him. And you can, you can frame that however you want. My prayer was, Lord, make it real. <laughs> make it so real I don't go back. Whatever it is, there's the ability to come to him and just offer yourselves back to him and know that there's nothing you can form in that offering that's going to make you more attractive or less less attractive. He formed you, he created you, and he might be calling you back home. Just go back home Mm. and, and receive his love. And if you're on the fence right now, just for 2024, Ben, my, my word has been just do something and just, just, just do it. Just get off that fence and go back home and get help and get around somebody that maybe seems like they know this, this thing we're talking about. Just get around them, ask them questions. Um, and it's never too early, never too late. That would be my thing. I would want, um, everyone to know. Cause that's the truth. Yeah. It's, um, my friend of mine had said one time, you know, a, a rudder doesn't work on a ship that ain't moving, right? Just get in the game, yep. just get, just yep. start showing up somewhere and you never yep. know. And, 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 um, it never returns wood. Brian, it really has been fun to talk to you. Uh, I did not know some of the things I learned about you today. I know that many of my South Dakota friends and family, uh, will love hearing from you and catching up with you and just hearing some of your journey, some of those, you know, inside conversations that maybe they didn't realize about just even from your recruitment or I think sometimes we yeah. we fig- we forget those struggle years we think come on what do you mean you're the rookie you're the all-star mm-hmm. you got the big contract come on right what are what else is there right but yeah. what I'm talking about is um you know right we we're thinking about of course the scripture what does it gain a man right to gain everything else yeah. but lose his soul and that's what we're talking yeah, about yeah. we're all going to go yeah. home someday whether and that's the other thing right you said come home well make no mistake yeah. my friends we're going to all go home someday like whether yeah. you like it or not and then yeah. you're going to you're you know so it, time is of the essence and so um you know i hope that today was a blessing to people that were listening and just you know it's a fun story just to talk and and uh we're love to hear just the journey of your family and your new book brian do you, are you a social media guy at all do, can people follow you I, or how does it work I, for you? yeah they can go to instagram okay uh, look up uh, bl schwartz like bl brian lee schwartz and okay. then um uh, I do some posting there. I'm, I'm getting more and more active on it and okay. that's a spot they can, they can DM me, they can do okay. whatever there. Okay. And then, um, also I've got a website, Brian, B R Y A N L 
Schwartz.com. Okay. okay. That is also, um, and that's when the book will start coming and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Book will be coming in March. And then, um, also on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So okay. they can track me down. Well, brother, it's been fun. Um, a little different than our usual shows. You know, people probably thought we were going to talk about football and running fast and hitting hard. Um, but I think we talked about, uh, something even more important today and um, I just pray for your family your kiddos your wife uh, and all the plans that God has for you man uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor to talk to you today take care God bless my friend appreciate it thanks thanks for listening to Design to Heal always remember that the greatest doctor lives inside of you and God gave you what you need to be healthy and well connect with Dr. Ben at drbenrall.com or achievewellness.clinic and please share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it and follow us on Instagram at Design to Heal Podcast.